Hi. Are we, yeah. Oh yeah, we're recording. Hello. <laughs> I, uh, so my mess up from last week continues into this week, <laughs> where um, last week's podcast we recorded too much. Like we weren't supposed to record the brainstorming process for this week. This is, we were supposed to do that today. <laughs> I know. You know, it, we we did do that, but then that recording got lost. So you know, for like last week, and then we went into like, and because it was so late in the week, we already had like this week's content in mind. So you know, I'm developing a newfound respect for podcast people <laughs> because I'm like, wow, it's not just turning a microphone on. Yeah, and just talking. I, I have I have friends who they um. You remember I was telling you about my friends who are trying to they're doing a podcast themselves, and I've been very impatient for the release of it. It's just that they are still they're still trying to figure out what they want to do, and it seems like they are getting to that point where they may be satisfied with what they're producing. So you know, mm. it's 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 been like over a month of just rough development, and before that, just concept. So yeah, you know, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's very nice to you know know someone's that thoughtful about it as opposed to us. Where we're, we're like, just like oh, whatever, screw it whatever it's just like <laughs> just do it I, yeah i mean uh, i mean for us it's a writer's room it's not like we're it's not like we're giving advice it's not like we're trying to like develop something for the be- for the good of humanity we're just making comics yeah there's um gosh it's a whole industry isn't it just people giving advice yeah um i know it's just too many too much advice i can't deal with it my brain can only handle so much <laughs> don't worry we have algorithms for that they'll <gasps> tell you exactly what you need to know <laughs> nah <laughs> <laughs> Let me live in my cave. There was actually like a um an interesting little interview. I think I forgot what magazine it was in. Let me go look it up real quick. Yeah. It was One, with you know Neil Stevenson, right? The sci-fi uh, yes. writer. Yeah, I I remember his work. So he's he has a new book out. It's called Fall, and it's massive. Oh. It's a beast of a book. How? It comes out I think in like a week. How many pages? Like 800, 900 pages. Oh wow! It's a it's a, it's a beast right but he was talking about like um it's one of those uh like he's trying to game out what you would get if um like he's the guy that predicted basically cyberspace like 30 years ago yeah like he coined the term right cyberspace and he's been he's pretty good with a lot of his sci-fi predictions uh not coincidentally they're all almost dystopian <laughs> like about the modern world and the you know maybe if you feel like the modern world is like a we're sort of like you know slouching towards hell slowly <laughs> you can you can almost blame neil stevenson a little bit I, for I, it. he's almost i guess so it could also be something where it's like i remember oh, i'm trying to remember the na- the proper name of that that book i read uh snow crash was that what yeah that's him yeah snow crash and how when you read it you could see like how that space enabled a lot of darker activities because of the anonymity factor of it all like well, he's all that was he's just predicting things yeah you know, well in advance it's about the it's about how he looked into human nature and how it would distort itself with these kind of situations and that's what all good sci-fi writers basically they do they take a premise and they run with it through their understanding of human beings Uh, but the weird part of things where it gets weird is that all the big tech leaders and everything have read neil stevenson's books yeah so they've read his books yeah and his books were written you have to remember he's doing sci-fi but he's also trying to tell like a compelling story yeah and the ones that they gravitate towards like you said snow crash are like kind of like thrillers almost in the sense Mm -hmm. and so they're always set you know 
small person versus like megacorps yeah. and now the people in charge of the megacorps have read this and they're almost like i don't know if they're like consciously or unconsciously following the dystopia he outlined are, or whether are he was, they, like did neil yeah. stevens even predict it or are they recreating it are they aware themselves because of they it? read it or, yeah, like are, they read it do they do they think themselves of being you know hero protagonists when in actuality they are the big corp like it's i don't know what they think i i wish i knew because they don't talk about it but i yeah. know like stevenson is hired he gets hired to consult for these companies <laughs> google Amazon, like they're like, hey, sci-fi dystopian author, could you like consult for us and tell us what you think about these things? <sighs> Boy, a lot of people who work at these companies are big Stevenson fans. But <laughs> I don't know what you would think to be like. I'm a, you know, like I'm a Google engineer. You know, like I'm working for the megacorp now. I make, you know, yeah. fat ass money, and. Like, what am I doing? Am I creating the dystopia am, described in the novel? Yeah, am I in one of the no many numbers in that dystopian nightmare? Fast forward, like, 30 years from now, where <laughs> they are, like, being lined up to be guillotined by, like, the cyberpunk uh, revolutionaries who are currently now just 10 years old. Yeah. Like, will they be like, yes, finally! Oh, shit, I'm the bad guy. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> the, that's so funny. Uh, but he, he was interviewed, and uh, he was talking about, like... Um, what he's trying to think of in this book mm -hmm. is about um you know the way that everything is kind of algorithmically fed to us nowadays where um word of mouth is still important but we are gravitating increasingly towards just being algorithm like what we watch we trust the algorithm yeah right you trust spotify netflix um mm -hmm. or even amazon recommends or you know whatever google puts in its top results or youtube yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even though for some reason, you know, we can still see that it's super flawed, right? Yes. Like, but think about like people that are like, you know, 14 years old right now. Yeah. Or like eight years old. Like the algorithm, they grew up on the algorithm, some yeah. of these kids. Autoplay, they were raised on autoplay mm -hmm. and recommended videos on YouTube yeah. during their formative years. And so what Neil Stevenson's trying to think about like, what is this landscape where um, people's media choices and the content and truth and their worldview is being shaped by non-humans, this algorithm, yeah. right? That because of just basic machine learning processes is, you know, it just progressively, quote unquote, optimizes itself mm -hmm. to the viewer, mm. you know, trying to maximize the engagement algorithm so yeah. they can maximize ad revenue. Um, and so he thinks that it's ultimately going to like self-implode. <laughs> I need to go check up on the, uh, I could probably got to, I want to read the book, but it's so intimidatingly large. I mean, 800 you're, pages. you're just going to have to commit. Like once, like once you buy that book and it's sitting like a, a like a giant rock on your counter, it's going to just be <laughs> there like with this reddish a... energy and it's going to be like, yeah. read me. And you're going to want to read it well, eventually. You can use it as a doorstop. You can, uh, you, if you want to get a couple of, a little bit of workout in, do some kettlebell swings with the book. That's how I get fit. <laughs> yeah, it'll be part of my new fitness regimen. Um, or I can just get the audiobook, which will take 5,000 hours uh, to complete. I know. I would prefer just to read it. <laughs> because you're, just, you're committing it. We, we have that comic um, that we're tr the, rest the algorithm restaurant. Although yeah. I did want to talk to you about it in the future. If we ever choose to do it, mm. to refine it into one, maybe instead of not even just a restaurant, but just have it like a, uh, you know how ev everyone's getting delivery more and oh, more yeah. relative to eating out? Yeah. You know, it's not like Blue Apron where they give you like, you know, pre you know ingredients and you cook it. It's, it would just be like 
the algorithm delivery service where you don't even know it's coming. It'll just optimize and just play next. It's like the next meal. You like that meal? Check out this meal. Yeah. It just drone shows up to your house, drops it off. Oh my god. And that'll be that might be the way we do the comic because that's even more futuristic, right? That's yeah. more. Versus going to a restaurant, which people just don't seem to be doing as much as no. they used to. It, entertainment and stuff like that is being streamed back home, and it's at, it, it, you're comfortable that way. It, it's yeah, still like, stressful you, you know that there, there was a there's that big deal of that um that uh robot burger restaurant in San Francisco. Yeah. I could never. I went with this, we, we like we were both there not too long ago, and I was trying to go to it in my past business trips to San Francisco. Never it's could. always closed. Oh. Yeah, it's. It, I think they made the mistake of making it a restaurant where they should have just made a delivery, right? Oh. Like, like they 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 saw the automation step replacing labor. Yeah. Which is you know like all Silicon Valley dreams of is making everyone unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> Until we're just Wally uh, type consumers, <laughs> but uh, they made the mistake of making a restaurant. They should just make the robot and then it just gives it to a delivery. I mean, you saw those delivery bots in Berkeley. Oh at yeah. U- at Berkeley, you know, yeah. That was like just so those little cute adorable. robots going around the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to stick googly eyes on It reminds you of those Star Wars that. robots. You know those little Star Wars robots oh that follow gosh. people around? Yes. In the- yeah. Yes. Oh. Dog sized. Ah. They're so cute. They're so cute. They're so I don't cute. know. Well, imagine that, but huge. Oh, oh no. Sa- I'm here to give you your burger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's your three-course meal. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I literally cook it as I drive. Like You could imagine that yeah. being a thing, but it's like awful. Where like, can you imagine instead of a little, like just, it was a, the robots that we saw were just like little black boxes, but. It's like a Rosie um, bot. It's like, you know, from the Jetsons. What if it was like, well, Rosie's human, but what if it was like a little pig? <laughs> just like rolling. It looked like a little pig and just like, oink, oink, oink. oink, oink. You go, you fat fucking pig. <laughs> it opens up. Eat it. Eat my shit. Eat <laughs> fat me. Fat American swine. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, you're like, this is what, what, what the, the bittersweet smell of, of innovation, right? Mm. It's like, oh, this is not good. It smells like, it smells like burnt ends. <laughs> it smells and like the apocalypse. Oil. Yeah. yeah. Sour oil in the apocalypse. Yeah. Hint of sulfur. Um, <laughs> hey, on on the food front, in terms of pure cuisine, I, I I'm not. This is not dystopian. I think American cuisine taste is getting is improving. Oh yeah, but of course, like the experience of consumption is a whole other story. Food yeah, is good. Yeah. So that I that that's a topic that you know we uh <laughs> don't know where to go besides that that potential uh algorithm restaurant comic idea i mean ultimately it's the same thing it's the whole like it's like the food is delicious and then slowly it just becomes cheetos and sprite and that's all it delivers and it's and the only reason why it's delivering it is because it's based on the fact that it's 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 an algorithmic thing where it goes it just goes back to like these i'm not sure yeah all it does is optimize for binging yeah on netflix or youtube it optimizes for engagement so it's just it leads you to people who just stare at their YouTube ca- their computer camera yeah. and just talk for five hours. Oh, that's a whole other or thing. people like, not the Game Grumps, but like, or no, maybe that's just streaming. Where, yeah, they're, um, they're streaming. Um, it's, you don't really see their faces. You only see their faces yeah. on their occasional po- power hour thing, and that horrifies me. I actually ha- have, yeah, yeah. I actually, there's, <laughs> there's one, like, clip that is shown constantly around the internet, and it makes me sick. Because mm. I'm like, I can't 
deal with the grotesque nature of this. But that's it. Oh, yeah. I, unfortunately, that's an inside joke I won't be able to get. The no, only thing I know is that uh, Ego Raptor's, like, his infinity chin meme face it, picture. He, he is capable of creating the most horrifying <laughs> facial expressions I have ever witnessed. <laughs> and when you see it's it. It's a talent. I mean, you know. Jim Carrey can do that too. It's a talent. But also when it involves eating in a way that is obviously okay, very yeah no mind. no you don't need to know it's really bad. Oh we forgot to mention so this this <laughs> podcast we're not going to come up with any comic ideas we no. are really just spitballing because we accidentally put that part in the previous podcast we're supposed to be brainstorming this week's podcast, <laughs> like this week's comics so this podcast is just this is just pure calories we're just spitballing empty calories which is yeah yeah we're. We're looking for ideas, um, because and then next podcast, we'll develop them into comics. The thing is that we're looking for ideas because right now the news cycle isn't all that saturated. So I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take it. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, even the political side stuff is nice and calm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we do have a topic list, but there's nothing really too meaty. Um, yeah. Sonic movie delayed to 2020. Mm-hmm. Now, the real question is... Can we delay it more? <laughs> yes. Can we? Is there, like, you you write into them, hey, could you delay this to, like, 2030, please, when I've forgotten all about that nightmare, when it's finally faded from my yeah, mind? Yeah, like, can we? Maybe we'll be ready again. Yeah, like, you need to give us at least another year to properly forget. Yeah. And then yeah. and then we'll hopefully want to watch this movie. What's that uh, duck character, the horrifying duck character in the Marvel universe that appeared at the as like a that bonus. Was it Howie Duck? Howie Duck? It, was it a Stanley creation? Mm, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah. Right. A... Okay. Which I've never heard of it before. You knew about it, right? Yeah. How did you know about it? Where did Where did you? Why did? You, I, doesn't seem I've like a never, comic you would read. I've never watched the movie because it was actually a movie, and then. I've never like, read the like comic. recently? Or uh, was it old? The movie was from 1986. Whoa. Okay. Way older. And Way older than... Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and, the, and the comics themselves... I've never read the comics. But there's always been references to Howard the Duck. Always. Oh. Yeah. So if, if it's in 86, it's older than Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. God, that's old. Yeah. Wow. Let's see. When he first appeared okay. was 1973. Wow. Well, I mean, what I wanted to say is... Maybe Sonic would be fine if we wait that long between. <laughs> wait, because he he his current 3D rendition came out a couple years ago at the end of a Marvel movie, yeah. right? And so maybe maybe in 30 years from now we could have the Sonic movie <laughs> and it won't be as scarring. Oh oh oh, jeez! I don't know, man. I don't know. Jim Carrey too 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 skinny to be uh, Doctor Eggman, I, even though he does have a flamboyant personality. I need him to be more round. He's physically yeah. capable of being round. We know this. His get his, this man in a fat suit. Come on. Yeah. Oh, of course. Mike Myers did it. That's true. We also had like Fat Thor. So like, I'm pretty sure that we could have a fat, yes a Fat Robotnik or Eggman, whatever his name is now. I don't know his name yeah. anymore. Jeez. All right, well, well, that's all we have to say about it. Sonic movie delayed. Please delay it further. Please delay that's it more. That's the only joke. I want Not to forget for his comic. teeth. Yeah, oh. his, his teeth. Oh, my teeth. Is that mean, by the way? I've heard other people, like, insulting other people for, like, having small teeth. Oh, what? Um, what? I've never heard of this before. You know, or people who have huge teeth. You know, there's that too. Oh, well, of course, because everyone needs to have normal, perfectly set teeth. 
It's true. I mean, I, oh gosh, I, I once knew a, like, a, um, when I was in high school, I knew a kid who was, um, you know, he, he was, he was not small. He was taller than I was. Mm -hmm. And, but he had little bear paw hands. Oh. Like his hands were like little bear oh, paws. No. And I'm like, oh, you, <laughs> you can't play baseball or anything, but, or basketball with those little hands. The they're, they're so precious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I don't know. Human biology is cool. That's all. That's okay. all. We, that's, there's nothing more. All right. <laughs> so, all right. Small teeth, small fingers. I've, who I knows? I have a friend who she wants to play the piano, but she has such small fingers. And I'm like, you're going to have such a hard time learning. You have to. Oh, they need to make like a, a library that organizes like music by hand size <laughs> in the piano realm. You play piano. I play yeah. piano. But we can't play Rachmaninoff. Oh, no. <laughs> like, no. His hands are too large. His hands are. They, <laughs> so, can cut, they, can, they can like go over a basketball. They can just like. Mm -hmm. Like. I'm also pretty sure that like Chopin had, um, you know, he might have had like tentacles instead of, <laughs> instead of fingers. So fluid. <laughs> so, he could play so fluidly. It's like his fingers had uh, no bones. Yeah, it's like he'd be like Zoidberg using his mouth to play the piano <laughs> or something. Oh, jeez. Um, okay, next okay. topic. Uh, this one's also quick. Just that, did you see that Playdate console they released? It looks like a Game Boy. It's from the uh, same publisher who made, um, who didn't make, but who published F uh, Firewatch. It's called Panic Incorporated, the company <laughs> who made it. And they're, they're in your neck of the woods. Yeah. They're in Oregon. Yeah. It's so weird. I mean, in a good way. I mean, it's just cool. I like I like little handhelds like that. It really, it looks cool. I want more devices like that. But yeah. It's clearly just a little cutesy thing. I don't know if it's actually going to sell well or anything I, like I that. I sort of just want to get it because of the, just, it's very interesting. Like, look at it. I mean, they are selling those, you know, like old consoles, but miniaturized kind of thing. That's been going on for a while. Yeah. Oh. Imagine, God, if, if, if Nintendo really released a Game Boy with all the classic Game Boy games on it. Yeah. You would buy it, of right? Of course. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Nintendo, it's like the company, one of the companies that just leaves money on the table. Yeah. <laughs> like when they could be. Uh, well, I mean, um, unless. It's a, what a, I wonder who makes the, actually yeah. manufactures this, the Playdate console. It looks so cool. It's really nice. But it's got, you know, it looks old, but it has Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, USB. Uh, That's so cool. Wow. Yeah, I know. Dang it. Very tempted to like get it, but the games don't look that, you know, it looks too basic, but yeah god something like this would be great just i don't know about that crank but the hand crank they have on the side of it yeah no it's adorable <laughs> it is it you know what anything that's creative i i take it um yeah i i think that's what it is it's the fact that it's such a it's adding a different aspect to the like to the handheld itself and yeah. of course the thing about it is that it also means there's a new mechanic it's like it's a new rough it's a new hard mechanic well, that you're gonna deal with i mean Sometimes having new mechanics for the sake of it ain't the greatest. Oh, I mean, we not. know from the Wii and Wii U yeah. that um, oh my God. those sorts of things. I mean, how many people enjoyed the mechanics of Skyward Sword, <laughs> Legend of Zelda Skyward no, Sword? I where it. How embarrassing is it to just raise your arm to the sky to play that game it is to so, charge your, your, it is so lame. your sword beam? It's so lame. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't want to do this, Nintendo. <laughs> Why are you making me look like a dweeb? Or, the worst was that you'd have those games where it, the most of the game was played normally, yeah. and then just for one thing you had to like. I mean, I think the 3DS even had that. Where, like, you have to blow into the into the into the system. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god! You're right. I forgot where that was from. 
They also had like those party games where you had to like do different types of motions and like that was weird. A uh, WarioWare, I believe. Oh well, okay, that's an okay. That one I think is fine yeah. because WarioWare, it, the whole point it dove of that series is deep just in that. Yeah, that one is a it was purposely ridiculous, yeah. like doing ridiculous things. That's it's like that's, you have to fart works. as far as possible, so you're gonna have to like right. blow into the remote. I think yeah, for something like that or Mario Party, it makes yeah. sense. But for a game where it's supposed to be immersive, having these weird mechanics <laughs> takes you out of the immersion, I right? Know. Oh. All right, but um, it's just cool. Yeah. Uh, another cool shit uh, is uh, okay. Less cool. Not really cool. Is Telltale games disappearing off online um, yeah. platforms like Steam? But that was reported a couple days ago in Kotaku. But now it's been confirmed in GOG that mm -hmm. all Telltale games are being delisted from GOG. Yep. And you know, no word from Telltale. Nope. Um, what's going They've on? They've been silent. But, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know what the implications are, like, because they had to. Yeah. They had to shut down essentially. So. <sighs> it's it's an annoying part of like not having. Um, you know, as much as I like digital downloads, not having that physical market takes away that secondary, mm -hmm. you know, used goods things that would preserve these games even if the publisher goes under or takes their product off the market. Yeah. Right. Like you'd still have it around, but if they go, yeah. Hmm. You know. I know. Um, wow. Just as, I mean, Telltale's already a tragic story. I'm sure that this will this might lead to something more that they're pulling it like this. Something's happening because mm -hmm. it's weird for them to just pull it. Yeah. Right. And just take off any more revenue that they could use. Well, that's the thing. Where does the revenue go? Yeah, that's just more questions than answers on There's that one. There's we'll implications to that. Where it's the, like, if we don't know where yeah. where the money is going, then then is it legal for them to sell these games when the studio is down? Yeah, so I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah. We'll just have to put that in the back of our minds that this is happening because the Telltale thing was sort of like I don't know if that was the first one that got people a lot more interested in the. Uh, it was kind of the first big one that shutting down all of a sudden, where it seemed like it was you know so pervasive or quote unquote successful, and then it just died. Yeah. And then people have become more concerned about crunch ever since then. Yes. I think. Yeah. Um, or at least the, the amount of attack, because it was like one of the first instances of serious game journalism in the past year. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't really had, most game journalism is just PR, like from the uh, games companies. Yeah. Just games journalists like, thank you, sir. Yeah. And they just republish yeah. it in a flattering way. Yeah. But of course, this was genuine journalism because it was everything about it was so immediate and you could you could see what happened. Like there was no way it was of, such a surprise that people yeah. had to investigate. Yeah, there was yeah. no way of sugarcoating what happened. People literally lost their jobs yeah. overnight and they were told to leave. Yeah, with, with no expectation, as opposed to like Ubisoft or EA and yeah. stuff like that, where there was some surprise to it. But it's a general trend, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. Next one's quick. It's just um, the World Health Organization has classified gaming disorder as a disease. I yeah. I saw that, and I was I, I was a little like skeptical that I thought I was like, wait, is this a joke? Here, here here's the Can definition. You, yeah, please explain. Uh, it is. It's classified as quote an impaired control over gaming where you, the uh, person afflicted is in, gives increasing priority to gaming over other activities to the extent that gaming takes precedence over the other interests and daily activities and that continuation or escalation of gaming oh no that they engage in more and more gaming with increasingly negative consequences to their life <laughs> which 
Um, I mean, it's not restricted to gaming. Yeah. Uh, this is something we see all the time, but yeah. um, <laughs> it's like. I mean. I wonder if it, I, I could see a, it becoming more prevalent. Is with, there a Netflix binging addiction or like something? I don't know. Like, is there like it's it? I, well, that's what I wanted to say. Like, it, you know, like is back when it was just you know the nes with super with Mo super mario yeah. right did we have gaming addiction where people were like i can't stop playing yeah. super mario yeah, like no, no we didn't we didn't get any stories about no, that I... but now we have i think you had a taste of it i knew some people who were like addicted to like roguelites like people who could play um binding of isaac infinitely Ugh. right but it even then it, it was not like too bad right because they didn't have the um you know bad monetization methods meant to binge to hook yeah. you like fortnite or um i mean like you know it's not it's it's, it's not like fortnite's a bad game no. it's, but the the monetization model is to maximize eternal engagement yeah with constant it. Engagement. continuous or but world of warcraft actually was the big oh, one right because yeah and it, it utilized actually, that one makes sense you know me. grind mechanics but also social obligations yes. to hook you back in and keep they you going, had to right? make they had to make certain things in the game change like you would have um you would have like a resting reward instead so like you you they tell you yeah. if you log out and you come back like tomorrow then we'll give you a little right. something for the fact that you haven't been playing for 48 hours straight because i did have a class so it's, it would that happen too it would basically be um like yeah. the like in you know in the past game companies had no incentive to make you hooked on a game yeah right they would just sell you the game buy the game yeah. and that's it but uh now i mean and even then the online experience was almost separate you'd pay for xbox live as a thing yeah. it's not for a game it's just for the online access yeah. if you had a pc you didn't really pay for anything mm -hmm. yeah but now now so many games their incentive the game company's incentive is to hook you and keep you yeah. on they want you to keep you playing. know with game seasons yep. yeah battle so. passes this thing, it's not so much, it's like, you know, I mean, I guess it could be a disorder, but now we just have companies, it's sort of like our opioid crisis in America. Now we have an economic incentive to make a, this addictive behavior part of your business yeah. model. So that's... It, well, it's like, it's like it's about... The WHO yeah. classifying, it makes sense. Yeah. It's about maximum engagement. I mean, like, the way the system goes, like, yeah. now these days. I mean, like, look at, like, for instance, for me, as someone mm -hmm. on Twitter, people were telling me, you should, you should amplify your engagement but for me it's like what what am i gonna do text about how much i poop per day or something because it's like i'm not gonna do that but well, if it's I something mean, that's relevant that's, to okay that's different but that but it's but it's still yeah. like having like oh am i also like one one of those people that has to create entertainment well, for others and constantly do it well that's why we yeah. you know we make a web comic but it's not monetized yeah. like you want to monetize eventually just selling a preset story comic yeah. right not an ongoing forever thing so mm -hmm. like like if you're a twitch streamer you're not selling a product you're selling you're trying to get your base hooked on yeah. you right it's Basically. about the personality same thing well it's not the personality it's the incentives mm -hmm. it's it's not it, it'll attract certain types of people who have that kind of personality where they can get viewers you know habituated to them um same way but games are much more sophisticated at doing this like streamers yeah. and those people have to do it by forming a parasocial relationship mm -hmm. but games games have i mean i used to work in a psych lab yeah. right with a bunch of other phd students in mm -hmm. psych and uh like you know a lot of them wanted to go in academia but when i checked up on them later for their careers Dang. a lot of them went to work for facebook oh. and for game companies <laughs> because what we stud what i studied in that lab was um 
how to influence people mm-hmm. uh, without them noticing. And mm. um, like it was the persuasion lab, basically, we worked in. Mm. And, you know, they, they're applying all the, like, a lot of the techniques that, you know, in the field to habituate people and persuade yeah. them, both in social media for advertising and for games to feed that gameplay le- loop. And now we have monetization models pioneered mostly in the Asia mobile market, but now it's everywhere. Yeah. You know, people haven't changed. It's just the industry has shifted itself to monetize gaming disorder uh, behavior, basically. It's like... Yeah. But we're seeing some pushback from lawmakers, yeah. though. Like, um, you saw that uh, thing in... Um, we already know that Belgium mm-hmm. outlawed loot yes. boxes, right? And there's that news piece where uh, they booted um, two of Nintendo's games from yeah. there. Uh, Nint- the Fire Emblem yes. game and the uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah. The, the mobile yeah. version. So what, what, yeah. So those were booted recently mm-hmm. from Belgium. That makes sense. Which is interesting. And it leads us to that news piece you have. On, oh. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, another Nintendo title that's gonna be yeah. coming on over. Mario yep, Kart in the summer. Mario Kart. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's already out on beta testing in uh, on Android yep. platforms. Man, I sort of wish that I had an Android now, but <laughs> but it, it was beta. No. It was beta. <laughs> but like. I mean, you have a Switch. You could play Mario Kart if you I want know, to. I know, but I'm also intrigued as to how they're doing the mobile game. You know. Oh, like a true. Can you imagine? I mean, animal. I, Mario Kart's one thing, but can you imagine like a true Animal Crossing game? Not the not the not this the watered yeah, down version they have now. Yeah, camp thing. I deleted yeah. it already. Or a true Pokemon game on your phone. Oh, <laughs> like, I know. Oh. And then you could go walk. You can go and like hang out with friends in different towns or challenge them to a battle and not yeah uh. Nintendo tried to sell a standalone game for a fixed price with that Mario yep. game that kind of okay Mario yeah. game bombed completely yeah. failed then they released that Animal Crossing with the slight loot box mechanics yep. did better they did that other one with Fire Emblem same yep. thing it was a success so what does the market tell them? Using these exploitative models, you get more money, yep. right? So Mario Kart, as you said, like as you that article you, you put in our mm-hmm. doc says, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be, it's gonna one be a mobile hit. Well, it, no, that's the Bloomberg yeah, article. Bloomberg, Bloomberg, okay, Bloomberg is a stupid I know website. It is. Okay, I <laughs> for work I have to go to Bloomberg, but they have some of the dumbest journalists in the business. Uh, also, some of the best, but some of the dumbest journalists. <laughs> in the business. It's just a you know standard stuff, fake currency mm-hmm. in the game. If you earn enough, you could also buy more of the fake currency, that kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. Oh. Um, it looks good. I know. Well, here, okay, so it's like so players can unlock 50 courses, like roughly 50 courses, 30 mm-hmm. drivers, 20 carts, and 10 gliders. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> so much content. Well, yeah, I mean, they're pretty confident it'll do well because. You know, mm-hmm. in China, there exists a knockoff version of every popular game <laughs> outside yeah. of China. And they already have a Mario Kart clone, basically, oh. that already has been around for a while yeah. there. And it's done oh. well. But so that the little quote at the top, the headline, it could earn a billion dollars a year uh, based on some analyst. <laughs> I Listen, know. These analyst houses, th- one of them has a $4,000 price target on, on <laughs> Tesla or something like that. Like... I, I've been around the business long enough that these people are just... I don't know where they, they find these people. That's so, no one listens that's to them. So like, They're good for headlines, Yeah, exactly. Though. It's good for headlines, but not yeah. really true. Like, 
We know no. it's not true. Like, come on. And Mario Kart's just Mario. Mario Kart is, it's just Mario Kart. It's just it's, racing. They make the same game over and over again. Yeah, yeah it's just new skins, new yeah. courses. Yeah. All right. Um, just, just repackaged. More repackaging. Yeah. Something to watch out for. It's just, it's too bad. Like, I know Nintendo, especially under the former CEO, Iwata, yeah. was very much against those exploitative monetization models. He's probably but rolling in his... I, I don't think... Well, not in his grave. I don't know if you could avoid it in the modern era. Like, how, as a game company, how do you compete against if, free? Although I will say, I think a lot of game companies are chasing Fortnite to yeah. their detriment. You know what? It, the thing about it, too, is that he, we know he would have fought hard. He would have he would have done it like in a gentle yeah. way. I, yeah. Like not it's, abrasive, but like, you know, just being true to the values that he wanted Nintendo to represent. But yeah. of course, yeah, with this kind of a market, it would be savage. It's a different world. Yeah, you're you're competing against free and it's very hard. It's free um, at what yeah, free and what at what price, of course. Like Yeah. I mean, for, Fortnite, I think people think it's a game, but it's more a, it's a social yeah. network for like a lot of kids to just hang out in. Right? It's a and community. Other companies keep failing. Yeah, other companies are like we'll make the Fortnite killer by making a better game. It's like it's you idiots. It's not about the game. They're, you have it's to make a better. Community. It's about yeah. creating that camaraderie yeah. or, for the players yeah. who want to keep coming back and playing with their friends. Like, if they can't. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. Minecraft. You're just kind of chilling. Even though people yeah. are like Minecraft isn't a game, it's like it is a game because it also immerses you and creates a social a social what? community for yourself. No one says Minecraft isn't a game. There are people who what? do. Or... Because they're like, oh, it's just a bunch of. P yeah, I know. <laughs> I have friends like that, and I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, or you're too old. Maybe that's the thing. Who knows? It's just yeah. Like games are. Ga there's games uh -huh. and there's communities in games, and when you have communities in games, it constantly brings gamers back. Simple. Yeah, and it's got that sandbox element, which is enough for people to just fuck yep. around. Which is all you need to do to make a good social yep. network. It's better than Facebook, in my opinion, yeah. uh, for a social network. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of why, like, um, well, even going back to the whole like World of Warcraft thing, same thing. It was all community stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people d would go to WoW, like they just go to WoW and they just go fish. Yeah. <laughs> they just fish. There, there are people that where <gasps> they do hilarious. things like they, like Peacecraft, where you don't actually fight and mm. you you're still able to explore the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what it's called. It's like Undertale Pacifist <laughs> yeah, run in WoW or something, or before preceded it. Yeah. That's cool. Like um, I would, I would love like dope. now that uh, World of Warcraft is much more like diverse in terms of like the variety of stuff it has. I would love to play if I had the time. Are they? I mean, you know, like everyone's dream is to make Second Life, but without everyone walking around as a giant penis <laughs> or just being like really weird, like. Like, if they made Animal Crossing, like, an MMORPG, oh my god. Oh. That's the world ender. That's, I mean, that, okay, that, this goes back to that thing ends. we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, the Neil Stevenson yeah. thing. He wants to, like, he, he's building a world where, you know, online platforms and social media overtakes real life. That's been his recurring theme. And just what are the implications when that happens? Yeah. To society. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, and his is just whole brain digitization. So it's that classic that now classic even though i think he might have invented the genre of uploading your brain to or the he, internet he influenced like he introduced the genre and influenced a bunch of young i think he might have made it actually yeah, like brought it to the mainstream consciousness that's what it is because it might have been something yeah. that was and now in the dark alleyways of sci-fi <laughs> it'll just be neat to see what he's imagining mm -hmm. problem is he's always goes dystopian and I, I like that but i just i just don't like the fact that like the people that run these giant companies that would create the dystopia are reading his shit and being like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they read oh it. They're like, hey, great like, oh, idea. Oh, man, that's uh, really cool. Like, can I yeah. make that? 
Yeah, it's like how Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos read too many sci-fi books about the world being destroyed, and they're like, man, we gotta make spaceships so we can fly away while everyone dies. Yeah, it's like, I'm not sure if that's a good, good, good route, man. I mean, I'd be happy to send them both on a rocket just out to Mars, and then they can leave us alone. That'd be great. Okay, we're almost, we're exiting out of games. We put down on the list, how's Elon Musk doing? Short answer, not great. Not great. Nope. Not great. Uh, Definitely not. not. Great. Which is good for humanity. <laughs> the less, the less Elon Musk, the worse he does, the better it is for us as a society. Yeah. And for the earth as a whole. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, I, yeah, and it'll probably be healthier for his fans who are fanatic um, and need to uh, wise up a little his bit. His legion. <laughs> no, his legion of fanboys. I know. It's ridiculous. Ninety-nine point nine percent fanboys. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> the, all the ones that are under the age of like fifteen, totally, that's fine. Yeah. But like everyone above that is older than that, unforgivable. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't worship this man. Let's see. Uh, and if my, uh, I can't speak it. This is me talking my own, my own day job. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, the only reason why I asked you about Elon Musk is because of the fact that I saw that Hyperloop article. That's the only reason why. <laughs> I, uh, like, uh, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I like, uh, you know, all his fans tend to be like computer science people, but talk to some civil engineers about Hyperloop. and um, They're going to just like look at you, look into the sky. Hyperloop will only, I think, exist either in America or countries that have mm. like authoritarian leaders, which... A lot of countries, <laughs> um, and arguably we have an authoritarian leader. So yeah, it makes Woo! sense. Um, uh... It'll be great. It'll be wonderful. Uh, at the best, best case, best is that even if it fails, we can repurpose his failed hyperloop to like, you know, like some actually useful public infrastructure. You know, sort of like whale fall, like in the way that a dead whale provides ample uh, nutrients <laughs> for the ocean. These leviathans. So will Elon Musk's. F problem is, all of his stuff is like based on public yeah, money. Tesla, it's, SpaceX. It's a lot of money that's all is just basically given to him, and it's so yeah. weird. Um, yeah, that. Never mind. I take it back. He's cancer. He's, Get him. He's, really he's bad. over. Get him out. He's Get him really out of here. Bad. Get him out of here. Too bad Steve Jobs is uh, <laughs> dead. I mean, you know, Steve Jobs is. Also, not that great, but better than Elon Musk. And I think with the loss of jobs, everyone just kind of like glommed on for the next best thing. Yeah, I know. At least Steve Jobs could talk. Elon Musk cannot speak. No, um, public speaking is one of the most right. like underrepresented skills you could have possibly have. Well, I, don't worry, Zuckerbot. 3.0 is coming along well. He's learned a lot of new skills. He can he can maybe, smile. He can talk without sweating to too much. Maybe I have to attempt to listen to his podcast again and see how I do. Oh God! And you're just like, don't don't like, don't. Hello. Me, no. How are you? I'll take a brain tumor <laughs> instead of listening to him. Yeah, don't worry. I'll do it. All right. Because you don't you you shouldn't have Let's to. See. I can I can withstand at least five minutes of his vitriol <laughs> before I curdle inward and die. He has no vitriol. It's all gonna be upbeat. It's all gonna be. But we've got solutions. No, I, I know. It's, it's, it's about great. the the inhuman nature of his voice and his attempts at emulating human nature itself. Oh, I I would prefer straightforward evil. Like we're gonna burn. It's like Koch brothers style. We're gonna burn. Even the but even the Koch brothers are changing their names mm. and their organization to be more like uplifting and future oh my, oriented. Yeah. So it sounds like <gasps> whatever. Uh, Let's we're see. so uplifted and happy as the world burns. It's great. Yeah, we already talked about yeah. it last week, but you know, like the um, the that guy who paid off student loans for that college that 
fact that everyone was like, ugh. Oh, yeah. You know, that's nice that you're doing it for this thing, but this just shows how fucking stupid yeah. it is. That was a good reaction. I'm really pleased that that's yeah, how people are reacting. Yeah, it's the same reacting. thing with GoFundMes and, like, you know, how, like, kids who have cancer and their parents are trying to pay for, like, their treatment. And then they're like, look at, look at this. Yeah. Like, they were able to pay for his treatment with the GoFundMe thing. And it's like, this should not be, this shouldn't be a problem. Well, five yeah. years ago when crowdfunding first came out it was novel and it's like wow that's great but now now people are just like this is the worst like we live in we live in the stupidest country which is great i love it that's that's a sign of maturity i think that's good (sighs) jesus it means we're not entirely a lost cause Mm -hmm. which is good um so uh i put that article into student loan stuff again but it's just an article about how people are running are leaving the u.s to not that yeah to not pay the student loans exactly yeah. <laughs> so you have you have people who have a lot of money who are going to low or no tax like states or countries. Not a lot of money, a lot of debt. And then, and then, and then for this is it's a lot of they have a lot of debt, so they have to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh boy, this is what a what a world. You know, it's you do what you got to do. It's real sad, but uh, they're making yeah. the best of it. And you know what? No one feels. I don't think anyone feels bad. I'm sure there's some. Uh, you know, conservative like opinion writers who be like, look at this irresponsible. So, like, too bad. It's the lender's fault. Yeah, they basically were trapped, and you know, what are they gonna do? Just yeah, yeah. too bad. <laughs> <sighs> Notice that the age of these guys, they all tended to graduate around the financial crisis yes. era, or oh they were. Yeah, God. it's not. It's uh, you know, it's not. I mean, in fact, like in the in that in that article, the first person who tells their story, they had to like what pay three hundred bucks a month, like upon graduation, and he was having Mm -hmm. a hard time paying just that, you know? Yeah, well, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't have a job or something like that. Like, and he graduated in the financial crisis, so So, (laughs) you know, that was a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. We'll have to consider that though next time for the next podcast. We'll consider whether to do the student loan Mm -hmm. comic or the algorithm comic. I think both are both are just big. The yeah. I think that's it. I think, uh, yeah, kind of a real lull yeah. day. Um, no real comic topics jumping nice out chill. yet. Don't have anything to worry about. We just got fuck you, Shinji. How dare you? We have the abortion it's comic like, today, it, or not today for just when the podcast comes out. Yeah. Don't you wanna, like? <laughs> well, before yeah. like the whole arc, we went through a whole arc trying to make an yeah. abortion comic, and before like we oh it's so complex. It's like, and then we're like, you know what? It ain't complex. We 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 analyze the history of the yeah. abortion issue, going back yeah. forty years, and it's yeah. not complex. It's actually very simple. The, the, to consider the fact that it is like half a century. God. Well, it's just a generation. It's, it's a generational yeah, exactly. thing, and it's the people that are uh, anti-abortion are actually kind of crazy, and you really just can't reason with them. Sorry, I know. <laughs> you just gotta be sorry. You just gotta outvote them, smother them. And uh, give them fantastic well, health. We have to be. We have to be extremely vocal. We have to put our money where where our mouth is, and we have to make. Yeah, it's. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's wow. very easy. Just also just show up and vote. Make sure everyone yeah, shows up and votes. I know. That's all. Like. And people are people are mobilizing, and like I mean, Trump's election already activated <laughs> a ton of uh, female. Uh, you know, not just voters. A but bunch also of antennas just, just popped like, up. They all like. <laughs> Well, they hit Super Saiyan one, <laughs> right? They hit Super Saiyan level one, and then Brett Kavanaugh onto the Supreme Court. Super two. Saiyan level two, I think. What's the one where they have blue hair? I don't know what you call that, but I think I think they might Super be hitting Saiyan, that pretty Super soon. Super Saiyan, whatever. I don't um, really know. 
whatever you call I, I it. I don't keep track I of that I think that's shit. kind of the level. <laughs> yeah. So I, no, I, 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 I'm optimistic in that sense. Yeah. I think, I mean, often, it, you know, if, uh, I look at it from the legal perspective. Very often, like big cases leads to the opposite social mm. response where Roe v. Wade passes, creates the, like, you know, a massive anti-abortion movement thereafter. Brown v. Board of Education considered like a civil yeah. rights um, triumph, but then leads to like a backlash mm. as the, you know, racist component of American culture or American society and tries to, you know, through non-legal means, you know, undo the ruling. Roe v. Mm -hmm. Wade, same thing, right? So if Roe v. Wade gets overturned or is threatened yeah. like this, I mean, you already see the political backlash, the grassroots oh, movement's yeah, building, course. right? So it, it, sometimes it's the worst, right? It seems like it's the worst just before the change happens in the other direction. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It, it's like watching a fire, so, but then yeah. watching the fire spread. But it's not really like, I don't know. It's it's good. It's seeing people like hop off of their chairs and like know, know that something's wrong. Yeah, it's sort of like, a, it's the opposite of a bubble, right? So like when a bubble's happening, everyone's super optimistic and you know like things are bad, like the tech bubble when you're like, you know, your mom and dad are like, hey, these are great. <laughs> or uh, the average, like, you know, seven-year-old shoe shiner is like, have you heard about these, the internet? You're like, this is yeah. a bad sign, right? Like. It's gone too far. That's just before the bubble bursts. <laughs> you know, like, when, when grandma talks about Bitcoin, it's like, oh no. Or something out. Yeah, when your grandparents talk about Bitcoin, not what look out. Like, oh no. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, yeah, this is our best shot at doing it. It's, it's dumb. Um, it's all we can yeah. do for now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. I think uh, that's I it think for so. today. It'll be real chill. Real chill podcast. Next one, we'll actually have to suffer and try to come up with a, with a, I know. With a comic. It's it's so lax this week. So good for me. It's a lazy, warm day. Uh, hopefully, you, you doing anything for Memorial Day? No, I'm just working. <laughs> yeah. Same. Like uh, la like last last night, I uh, decided because it was a friend's birthday, so like we went over and just hung out and just like yeah, celebrated, and it was nice. Yeah, so that's how I celebrate my Memorial Day by doing that first before Memorial Day, and now I am back home. And it's too hot anyway today. I know. Today's too hot. I'm. Uh, I'm take the cool I, weather. I love. I love being indoors. It's great, especially when it's <laughs> hot. A hot day. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll I'll catch you later. Right. We'll talk again. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.